What's happening my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedatthe40.com and shreddedatthe40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked at the 40 podcast. I've got another incredible episode coming at you today. Once again, I'm joined by one of my coaching clients, Mario, who is 53 years young and absolutely freaking shredded. You may recall he was on the podcast about six weeks ago, uh, sharing his transformation experience of dropping over 23 pounds, getting shredded. He's now been in a muscle building phase for several months now. Uh, in today's podcast, we're gonna take a deeper dive into his nutrition, talking about how he has progressed with his diet, how he has incorporated a lot more foods that are more satiating to him, uh, eliminated some of the foods that were causing maybe a bit of gastric dis distress. Uh, also talk about why, it's a great discussion about how some people are much better at being like eating in moderation with their favorite treats, whereas some other people are just better completely abstaining from eating those treats. So a fantastic discussion all around about just following a nutrition plan that suits you best, having a heightened sense of awareness to experiment with different things and find what works for you. We also have a great discussion about just this slower and steady process of building muscle, the impact on mindset, especially compared to the traditional bulking and cutting approach. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please do us a favor and smash that thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate it. If you know fellow brohood, benefit from listening to today's podcast, do them a favor and share it with them. But more than anything, we'd love to hear from you down in the comment section below. Let us know any golden nuggets that you have gained from listening to today's podcast uh, and how you're going to apply it to your own transformation process. Let's get to the episode. All right, Mario, let's, let's start off talking about, I mean, our diets differ. Um, I, in, in many ways. So we're going to explore all the different areas. Uh, for me, like appetite, I, I have not much of a problem satisfying my appetite, especially with, with the types of foods that I'm consuming right now. But you seem to be someone who requires a lot of food volume to really satiate your appetite to, to feel, to feel full, uh, throughout the day. And I know, um, in part, we just touched on a little bit in our, in our last podcast, you used to be only eat a couple meals a day. Like I think you ate two meals a day. I, I wonder if like in part you were just so used to eating larger, fewer, larger meals. Like maybe that's kind of carried over now to where you always kind of feel like you need to like your appetite. If you're not full, you're not satisfied in a sense. So I'm curious to, I mean, I know what you I read your food journal all the time, but, uh, <laughs> and, and we talk on a regular, regular basis, but for, for the people listening to our podcast here, what have been some of the keys for you to keep your calories in check? I mean, you're right now we're in a gentle surplus. We're slowly building here. Uh, so even at that level of calories, you're still, it's still tough to, for you to feel satisfied. What have been some of the, the changes that you've or modifications you made to your diet to satisfy your appetite as of late? Yeah, absolutely. And it has been a challenge because I did come out of this sort of intermittent fasting paleo orientation where it's normal and natural to binge. And that's a human need that we all have. And there's a lot of people in that intermittent fasting community that, that subscribe to that idea. And I really felt that if I didn't, fast for a really long time up to you know by my standards by two or three in the day and then i i would start eating then i couldn't manage my appetite it was just you know like this this dragon that i needed to defeat and um 
if I just sort of saved all my calories to the end of the day, that's the only way that I could figure out how to manage it. And I would just uh, get to the point where I really didn't even have an appetite in the morning because I was still help, you know, being helped by the satiety of, of having gorged the night before. Um, and, you know, that worked actually uh, more or less for a number of years. And then, uh, then I, I encountered you and really started changing things up quite a bit. Um, I, I would fast a little bit in the mornings, much like you, but then I would get into a more, more or less normal eating pattern where I would eat a minimum of three times. And at first I was quite anxious. I didn't, I, I didn't know how I would be able to manage, but the satiety, um, was, was, was pretty good actually. And I've, since that time, I've started to optimize with higher and higher volume foods, which has been really important. And, uh, as I mentioned in, uh, one of the, one of the posts to the Jack Dr. 40 club, um, the, if you know, your stomach distends and then there are mechanoreceptors that send satiety signals to your, to your brain, if you wait long enough, that type of thing. And so an important part of that is volume. So for me, my diet has been higher in, uh, in carbs, honestly, and, and including non-starchy carbs, because I just, uh, you know, I heard Aaron talking about fat not being too, too satiating for him. Same thing for me. I mean, if I, if I were to deploy all of my calories, uh, you know, that I have for fat toward fat, I just wouldn't really be able to feel satiated. I've tried it. I did it for two years. I was keto before keto was, was cool. It just didn't, didn't work for me in terms of, of, of that. Um, you know, some would argue, okay, you try it a different way or whatever works for right. some people. But for me, uh, you know, much higher carbs is really, has been uh, great also to, uh, to, to, to enable the kind of muscular changes that, that we're looking for. Also carbs have been really, really great, uh, uh high, much higher carb approach. Um, so that's just me. Yeah. And I can, yeah. Let's, let's dive in deeper to some of the foods that are working you like food choices that, that suit you best, that, that are higher volume. And I also want to touch a bit on, um, because a lot of these higher volume foods tend to be uh, vegetables. And I've had other conversations with clients as well in Jacked After 40 Club who have done, like I've done in the past year as well. Like we're trying to increase our veggie intake. We're trying to get more, again, satiety, like food volume, but we're also trying to get a lot more micronutrients, like make sure we're handling everything. But some of us are not handling some of the veggies as well as others, causing some gastric distress, some, some other issues. So Kind of talk to, to both of those, what, what, what you've experimented with in, in terms of the types of foods that have satiated you better and what ones you have found have not agreed with you all that well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I did embark on this effort to just try to eat as much sort of roughage as possible just to fill myself up to get over that feeling because I enjoy, you know, salads and I enjoy vegetables. So it was no big uh, sort of sacrifice for me to start, you know, eating a ton of that. And, and, and I often do start meals with the monster salad just to kind of set the tone that, okay, you know, now you, you can start eating some of these other foods um, with a, a bit a bit just less worry about, you know, whether you're going to feel satisfied at the end of the process. And unfortunately, as you say, that is something, that is a thing for me. I am, I have a lot of, uh, um, 
you know, focus and emphasis on making sure that I feel satisfied. And I do go to bed hungry pretty much every night, a little bit hungry. I mean, not too hungry. It's just, I think, healthy not to have mm -hmm. eaten a ton of food just before bed, just like you've, you've indicated as well. But the, the foods that that I've been able to substitute for certain foods like crucifers, which we all know are great for us, you know, broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. I mean, I love those foods, but if I eat too much of those foods, definitely go, I'm going to experience gastric distress for sure. So I have to kind of uh, be mindful. Spinach also kind of gets me even garlic can sometimes garlic, you know, full heads, of garlic cloves that can, that can have an impact on me. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people uh, experience this. So I've had to find, other solutions for the same kind of high volume uh, goals that I have for, for the kind of food that I ingest. And for me, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's high volume, it's low calorie and it's nutrient dense. I mean, those are the three, the big three that, that people uh, go for. And I'm, I'm in that camp. So for me, I eat, for example, um, a lot of pump, a lot of pumpkin, you know, mm -hmm. pumpkin has a higher water content than say sweet potato, but you still get that carby kind of feel. I'd say about 30% less carbs than sweet potato. So it, it's a really useful food for me. And I grill it in an air fryer. I, you know, cut it up and I grill it and I just make a ton of it. And before you know it, I've downed three, 300, 500 grams of that. And it's, it's amazing. Um, mushrooms mushrooms huge game changer for me love mushrooms and i throw those in the air fryer i eat them raw and very low calorie very very filling um salsa that's a huge go-to for me the limp the really tiny amount of calories involved with you know nice serving of salsa i can put it on just about anything <laughs> and yep. that is that is something that i that i love to do uh you know i'm not a big smoothie guy um, but I have gotten into this protein fluff type of recipe that involves the whey protein, some frozen berries, some ice, you know, maybe a little bit of xanthan gum. I mean, it's, no, it's not the healthiest thing in the world, but it gives it a little volume. And if you use casein protein, that really tends to fluff it up, fluff it up even more. There are plenty of recipes online and that creates just a huge sort of ice cream like bowl of food that is uh, really, really, really helpful. Gelatin high quality uh, gelatin. Um, I, I use a lot, um, basically just a tablespoon with uh, frozen berries, 50 grams of frozen berries, and just you put in a little cold water, let it sit, then you put in a bunch of hot water, put it in the fridge. You know, a couple hours later, you have a very filling bowl of something. Um, it's, a, it's a way of getting that, 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 that collagen in without going overboard because we've discussed collagen is not necessarily um, the big savior that people might think, but it's, it's nice to get a bit of, a bit of it in that way. It's Absolute, similar to yeah. call it similar, uh, tomatoes, raw tomatoes, big, big game changer for me too. I can just eat a ton of raw tomatoes and mm -hmm. it's uh, delicious and, um, you know, very filling as well. Those are a few examples of things. I, I love it. And, it. and it's been great kind of seeing you experiment with different meals, different recipes, trying to combine some of the things, these things together to <laughs> make them both tasty, satisfying. And, and it's, it's an experiment in itself. Some of it works out, some yep. of it you got to continue to tweak, but that keeps it fun. That's all a part of the process. Um, mm. And it's, it's you trying to go with what works best for you. It's not, uh, I think even Aaron and I kind of touched on this, like, 
he kind of used to kind of thumb his nose at people like, what the heck are you doing? Trying to, why would you make a, uh, a black bean brownie when you can just have a brownie and instead, but like, ah. it's, it's a different, I mean, if it's working for you right now and he, he's finally like, wow, it's way better. It's agreeing with him so much more than a regular brownie right now. So it's not like you're doing this to, to try to fit some kind of dogma or anything out there. It's like you trying to work with your body, work with your appetite and consuming foods that you enjoy. Can I give you another example that's really weird? It's a, it, one that I picked up um, and it is, you know, oats. Uh, I, I enjoy oats, but they're not super macro friendly and, you know, you, you can't eat a ton of them and so on without starting to really um, rack up some calories. So if you actually mix oats with cauliflower rice, which is extremely macro friendly, you can actually kind of create an oaty kind of a thing but in a gigantic bowl of it, you know, and then you add, you know, 10 grams of uh, cacao powder and some protein powder and you let it sit for a while. And then the, like a little bit like tofu, which I don't touch, but a little bit like tofu kind of mixes the, um, you know, it takes on the flavor of the surrounding foods, the cauliflower rice does. And so you end up having what feels like a gigantic bowl of oats, but it's actually something quite, um, quite a bit more friendly from a calorie standpoint and that's very filling as well you can uh, use that so i also use um cauliflower rice when i make this deep dish pizza and you know i'm a little bit of the school of i'm not going to go out and have indulgence foods you know at the local pizza shop i'm going to make my own indulgence foods that fit my needs and they're some people might say that's not as good or whatever, but I really get a lot of enjoyment out of eating those, those foods, which are substitutes for other kinds of foods. And I didn't even bother for many years until recently when I started getting interested in, you know, different recipes and experimentation. I, before I would just eat, you know, low calorie foods and I didn't even think about it much and I didn't have a problem with it, but it has enhanced my life to start developing some of these recipes, uh, you know, around, um, that, that are a bit more aligned to what many people are eating on a daily basis. Uh, I, I do enjoy that pizza kind of feeling. And I have a couple of really nice pizza recipes you may have noticed on my, on my, uh, my, my fit fitness pal feed there. Yeah, I did indeed. And that's, that's something I've experimented with in the past as well. Um, my workout partner, Mike got me hooked on it. Uh, it's a big way he lost a bunch of weight. He lost 30 pounds when we went through a 12 week cutting phase together and cauliflower crust was a savior mm. for him. Yeah. I've, I found it a bit of work. I didn't try, I haven't tried it with the cauliflower rice. I would just take a head of cauliflower and blend it up and then I have to squeeze all of the water out of it. And I just found it like, all right, for the effort I was putting into it, it was a little bit too much, but I haven't tried the cauliflower rice. So I, I got to tell you, I, I fully agree, but I have <laughs> the luxury of being able to order it ready made and, and there may be it. some, some, somebody that, that, that produces it in your neighborhood. But um, yeah, I order it ready made. Otherwise fully agree. It would not be practical because it's, I've tried it myself with a cheesecloth and now yeah. like, never for, forget about it. Never going to happen. It, it was a lot of effort, but tasted fantastic. And yeah, saves you a bunch of calories and great way to get your, your veggies in at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, that is freaking awesome. And then with the oats as well, I mean, it's the nice texture in there. It's nice to have foods with different texture. And I know Aaron really got me hooked on adding pumpkin 
to my oats yeah. as well, yeah. along with the c- cacao powder. And I'm just the flavors and textures like, man, it's stuff I never would have, have thought about before. So it is, it is fun to expand your palate and, and try different things, especially as a way of get more micronutrients in there and more food volume at, uh, at the same time, if that's an issue for you to satisfy right. your appetite, especially. Yeah. Hey, just now, one uh, more, just, just to nerd yeah. out on it one last time. Um, zucchini yeah. pancakes. I got, that's been a huge one too. About 500 grams of shredded zucchini and you, you know, very little, uh, for me, gluten-free flour, very little of that is, is necessary to, to make it work as, as a credible pancake. Also really filling low cal nutrient dense. So, okay. Last one. That, That's that outstanding. It. I know. I, I love it. I love it. Bring, <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, it is. It's fun. Yeah. It is so much fun. I think that's, that's a big takeaway from this is that, yeah, you're not doing it because you have to do it. You're doing it because you want to do it and uh, enjoying right. the process here. So a- another aspect that we differ, like people are hearing you and, and they're probably thinking that, just have some freaking pizza dude and or just have some other exactly. stuff like, no, um, and, and we've talked about like i can control myself now today it's a big difference how i eat today i can eat in moderation i can eat just to the point of satisfaction knowing that if i want to have those treats again tomorrow i'll have those treats again tomorrow so i'm i'm more of a moderator in terms of my eating today yeah. I, I wasn't so much years ago it's kind of been a learned experience for me you're more of an abstainer you do right. better i think aaron is very much the same way as well as are many of my other clients and it's just another area to show like we are so different it's you, you should never try to form your diet to someone else's diet you really got to know yourself as well so talk to me more about why why it's easier for you to just be an abstainer rather than try to eat moderator like i do in moderation here yeah yeah, no, absolutely. And there, there are two quotes that come to mind. The, Oscar, the famous Oscar Wilde quote, everything in moderation, but people always misquote it. There's another part of it, which is everything in moderation, including moderation. And for me, I might be misinterpreting the quote, but the way that I've always processed it is that there are certain things in life about which I'm better suited to be a bit extreme. Um, and that's, that's kind of where I'm, where, where I'm coming from in, in the way that I, that I look at food. I basically just look at vast categories of certain foods as non-foods. You know, I just basically they're not on my menu. There is just something that I don't that I don't even contemplate eating. Um, And then Samuel Johnson said uh, when somebody asked him, you know, to enjoy just a little bit of of alcohol, he said um, abstinence rather um, abstinence for me is as easy as moderation would be difficult. And uh, that's a little bit how I how I also feel. I mean, I will go off the rails if I am not an abstainer. And it's easier for me. It's just easier. It's not that I wag my finger at people that are moderators or anything like that. I admire them, but I'm just not in that, in that, in that mode. So I would rather come up with solutions that enable me to enjoy what I do consider to be okay on my menu and really enjoy it. I mean, I love, I mean, I, I get a lot of satisfaction out of every meal. And especially if I have a hand in preparing the meal, that's even more satisfying. I mean, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, you should enjoy life and you should this and that. I'm, I I am. I mean, I really, I can't imagine enjoying my food any more than I do. Um, So that's a little bit where I'm coming from on that. So I think it is a bit of, you know, we're all different and I've always admired how you uh, enable differences and you allow differences and you celebrate differences and you 
tell people, hey, give it a shot. You know, if you if it works for you and we get good results, that's your solution. And I'm not going to try to impose mine on you. I mean, I you have certain principles which people would be best served to, to follow. Having just a systematic attitude toward food is one, which uh, which I've been able to to adopt, and I attribute that rigor and discipline, honestly, to you know, I mean that that's how I've been able to 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 get far on your program by by being disciplined. Um, but uh, you know, some people are able to go kind of in and out of that discipline mode. That's cool. Right. I love it, man. Such a great show, and that's it, it's such a. I mean, we see it everywhere. Everyone trying to enforce their beliefs and everyone telling you, who is someone to say what, what we get enjoyment out of what feels best to us? What, how do we, how are we living our best life? Like they, they don't know, like they, on the outside, it may look like we're not, but we're 100%. This is what's satisfying to us. And me living like you is not going to bring me any enjoyment uh, at all like I'm experiencing right now. So sure, yeah, I'm sure. so, so glad you brought that up and, and you are very disciplined um, and you are someone like many of my other clients as well, who, who do enjoy the discipline of tracking uh, your food intake as well. What have been just recently kind of came up across some of the, the errors, like we all know, like tracking, it's not a perfect science, uh, yeah. even just foods in general, all, all, it, every apple is not going to be the same number of calories, even if it weighs the same and everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, in like things like my fitness pal, a lot of it is user based data in there and people are entering in wrong information. Uh, I've been caught on it myself as well. I think it's one of my clients is like, dude, like I see you, how is your chicken breast got this much more protein in it than mine does? I'm like, uh, then I look at it. Yeah. Someone entered wrong calculations into whatever chicken breast I was selecting out of the menu there. So um, what it would have been some of the aha moments in regards to tracking for you lately? Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it was hard just to get my mind around the idea of weighing and measuring because all I could think about was all of the ina inaccuracies and all of the, the different areas where you could make errors, whether it was your, your resources that that were giving you the nutrition information could be wrong or whether it was you you know you're not weighing something quite the right way or your guesstimate of an apple is whatever so i i thought this is a fool's errand to try to be uh accurate who cares what matters you know how can a few calories here or there matter and and after a while though what i realized that is that within my universe i was measuring consistently within my universe I was making the same errors that I would typically make. And so after a while, you can establish a baseline and you could look at my results and say, okay, within your universe, you need to cut 200 calories. So I would do that within my universe. And who knows whether I cut 200 or I cut 300 or I cut 100, but it was a consistent data point that you could work with as a coach and say, okay, whatever he's doing, <laughs> whether he's really eating 2000 calories or he's eating 2300 or he's eating 1700 it doesn't matter i see the result and i will then give him the input okay raised by an increment and then i would raise by an increment and we would hope that increment would be close to what you would be thinking it should be and maybe it was maybe it wasn't but over time i would consistently make the same mistake so to say right and that is that is the really the point um you 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 try you know you you can come up with 
more and more reliable data points based on your consistent behavior over time, even though in the abstract, in the abstract, it's working for you, even though, you know, in precision, you know, uh, measurement terms, perhaps you were way off, but it doesn't matter. It's just a number, just like in the gym, you're, you stressed to me, you know, take the weight down, leave your ego at the door, your brain, your, your body doesn't care precisely what weight you're using. What matters is the stimulus. And, uh, and that's exactly, or close at least it's analogous to, to what I'm talking about here. Mm. So, yeah. 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 It's um, that's the benefit of having structure with your nutrition, eating a lot of the same foods, a lot of the same meals, because yeah. So if that, if that one meal is really 600 calories instead of the 400 calories that you're logging, at least it's the same every single week. So right. Right. You reduce that, you reduce that meal portion size a little bit and uh, yeah, at least it's the same thing each time. So yeah, it may be an mm -hmm. error, but it's the same error each and every time that's, that's tallying right. up and, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that was a very valuable insight, a very valuable lesson uh, when it comes to tracking. It may be imperfect, but like you said, in your own world, if you're consuming the same things all the time, it doesn't matter if it's imperfect because you can just cut back your own portion sizes of those same meals. Mm -hmm. and achieve the same result. That's freaking awesome, dude. I want to move on now to, to the training and to, well, not necessarily the training, but you're in muscle building mode. You've been, we've been going through a nice slow and steady uh, building process here in the past. You've done more aggressive building phases, maybe somewhat of a bulk where you're gaining at a much faster rate. And, and when you take that approach and you see the scale moving up consistently, it gives you that that reassurance, I'm doing something right. I'm moving in the right direction. I must be building muscle here, even if it's mostly fat that you're gaining in the process. So when you, when you take a slower and steady approach to make sure you're gaining mostly muscle instead of mostly fat, um, it's painfully slow. How are you handling this mentally to, to keep yourself motivated to keep pushing and staying the course? Cause it's, it's easy when you're, either when you're gaining weight in a more rapid pace or when you're cutting and you're dropping a pound a week, you can see the scale moving. It's, it's a lot different picture when it's barely moving from week to week. And you got to look at things more on a month to month kind of basis when it comes to your physique. How's, how's it been for you and what, what's this learning experience been like? Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it, it, it it's created a different uh, set of goals, really. It's no longer um, around, you know, when you're on a cut, it's pretty obvious what your goals are, and it's it's you're very well uh, focused on 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 what's involved there. But I'm just happy that I'm off of this um, losing and gaining the same 20 pounds train that I was on before dealing with you, because you know, uh, guys, they. <laughs> They, they start putting on fat and their shirts feel a little, tight, a little tighter and they feel like, okay, well now I'm you know, making progress, but actually they're not. They're, they're, they could be just setting themselves back and putting on fat and yeah, okay, you look like a bigger, puffier version of yourself. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I went through that uh, for a while. And so that is part of what helps me to maintain focused, even though at this stage I'm in more of a... Um, what I would call a gentle surplus, although as you've seen, my weight has inexplicably kind of gone, gone down lower than I actually 
thought it would. So um, I regard that as, as actually interesting and good just to see that with the same amount of calories, my weight is somehow drifting down a bit. It's, an, it's interesting how my body is using maybe the food in more efficient ways with the nutrient partitioning. I, I don't know what's going on. Or it could just be a different environment that I'm in where it's sunnier or whatever it could be. But um, in any case, it, it, it has been a little, I have experienced a little bit of difficulty having that furnace of motivation on some days. I mean, it's every day is not, you know, don't say I have to work out, say I get to work out. That's the right attitude. And, you know, okay, okay it is the right attitude. And I do feel grateful that I get to work out. But I got to admit, on some days, it's been a little bit tougher because it's more of a maintenance, a little bit more of a maintenance, a little bit more of a game of ounces, you know, and uh, that's that's been that's been difficult. But I do see the results and I'm so happy that even if I'm not putting on a, you know, a gigantic amount of muscle mass, I am consolidating those gains. I'm locking them in. It's become part of who I am. I'm no longer even envisioning a future where I would look meaningfully different than I do, you know? Uh, so it's, and, and a lot of people think, you know, okay, you're 53. It's time for you to go into that normal steady decline of aging. And I'm not thinking that way. I'm thinking, damn, I want to be a beast at 55, like Frank Grillo or whatever, you know, that's, that's my mindset. It's like, I wonder what I can achieve at 55. And most people are thinking <laughs> completely opposite manner. So those are the kinds of things that motivate me now is, uh, is that sort of incremental improvement. And again, it's something that I'm doing for my health. It's something that I'm doing fundamentally for me. It, you know, it's, it's, it's no longer as much about some of the other considerations that might've figured when I was, you know, in my twenties or whatever, um, just trying to, you know, have a physique for other people or whatever that's so it's, it's, you know, it's about pleasing myself and, um, knowing that I'm cultivating, as we mentioned in the last podcast, the most essential and important organ of longevity, which is muscle. People think, you know, you're into physique training because of some, uh, you know, uh, obsession with, um, with body image or whatever. But for me, it's just very obvious. You have to, um, you have to cultivate muscle if you want to be a functional uh, person. Boom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. One, 100%, no doubt about it. And yeah, I think there's so much to say for walking around, feeling good all of the time, looking good, feeling confident in your skin. And, and it's, it is, even though the, the changes are small and incremental, it's still, you, you get to see it. You get to, to view it because you are lean. You see a bit more density. You see subtle changes in your physique rather than covering it up with a bunch of fat and then having to diet down again, not enjoying the process of dieting down running the risk of losing muscle mass and dieting down and, and then maybe kind of looking what well, did I gain a little bit more muscle? And, uh, but I find when you're, when you're walking around, you're staying lean, it becomes a little bit more apparent. You start to see a little, little things here and there. And it is, mm -hmm. there's just a lot to say for the muscle maturity, the muscle density. Um, you can change the look and appearance without putting on massive amounts of, of muscle on your body as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, uh, subtle but gratifying changes that you that you just notice 
you know, when yeah. you're doing Russian twists or something, it's like, wait, yeah, you know, where did these, where did these intercostals come from? Where, where, what, what's going on? And that, that's yeah. always fun just to see because, uh, you know, your body was meant to, to look, to look this way. And, um, that's, that's the way I, I see it. It's, it's nice to, yeah. to close the gap between who you are and who you could be. Yeah. And I personally believe that, especially at this stage in the game, continuing to gain 20 pounds of excess fat for the sake of gaining a pound of muscle or maybe two pounds of muscle just puts unnecessary strain on your body as well. Just the up and down, it just is unnecessary mm -hmm. strain when you can just stay a lot closer to your, your happy place there. Right. And only have to spend very little time dieting throughout the year as you're building your body up. So it's been really great to see you embracing this process, see how happy you are uh, with this new approach for yourself. And um, dude, it's just, it's just been a blast learning more from you. And I know we can, again, we got so much more we can talk about and dive into, <laughs> but I, I really appreciate diving into these little aspects of, of your lifestyle, yeah. what you've been learning recently, sharing your experiences and, and, and more for the listener of the, this podcast here to really, to really realize that the importance of awareness is key, really focusing on yourself rather than paying attention to a lot of the noise that's out there, but what may be best for you to, to lose weight or build muscle with the best diet and all that. So like really start paying attention to how your body is responding to foods, meal timing, meal frequency, and all those things. Don't be afraid to experiment, but experiment with, awareness not with a, a bias or some sort of dogmatic view cult-like view mm -hmm. point there just listen to yourself i think that's that's the key thing that all my successful clients are are really applying to to set the stage for long-term success long-term learning and growing which is it's it's a it's a never-ending journey we're just always trying to improve ourselves in, in some way shape or form it's about living your life to the fullest that's what it's all about absolutely no I couldn't have said right. it better. And uh, yeah. Right on, my man. I appreciate it. it. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much, Mario. I, I really enjoy, I, I'm so grateful that you took the time again to, to dive deeper into this. Uh, for those listening to the podcast, if you did enjoy this, I'd love to hear the golden nuggets that you take away from here. So please do us a favor, drop a comment down below and smash that thumbs up button if you enjoyed it. And if you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to this information, uh, please do him a favor and share it with them. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. We'll catch you in the next podcast.